as we have. And yes. like every time they had a nightclub scene where they're dancing around and everyone's eating dinner and they're singing, it's a uh -huh. movie set, but it's supposed to replicate the nightclub experience. Right. It's like the sock hops and happy days or like the the eighties the reversion of eighties like punk clubs, you know, you see oh. on TV. It's not the yeah. real thing, but it's it's our reference now. No. Adam, do you remember in the 80s we used to watch some movie like Terminator and there would be a like like a Los Angeles nightclub with punks and you knew that place didn't really exist. It wasn't a real place, right? But you would always see it in the movies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but you you would think it's it because that's your only reference. So you're saying like we don't live yeah. in the 30s but and we live right, but we lived in the 80s. And so when we go into this like pretend punk rock club, like like you know there was a bar somewhere and you knew there was a place where you could go see a concert, but this fake like we'll all go hang out as punk rock. Right, everyone has mohawks and right. uh... spray paint on the wall. So the thing is, like a person in twenty twenties looking at that would think that was a real place in the nineteen eighties. In the same way, I'm very suspicious when you see these nightclubs in the 30s, 40s. Maybe they're not real, you know? Right. Yeah. But this, like, that dining hall, like, what I noticed was there's a lot of space, which is good when you smoke cigars. Like, all the smoke goes to the top of the ceiling. Yes. Well, they had more room, yeah. And more real estate. And more okay, real estate. Okay, now turn this on. This is the reverse of the earlier scene we saw. It's just got to be your part of the Sebastian's doing all this for. Of course. I sometimes wonder if. It sometimes worries me that it might be you. Gary, are you trying? I know it's awful, but he is interested in you. You see how it's reversed now? Well, how such a thing. You know, Mr. Glasgow's interested in me and I got a part. I wonder if he is. Of course he is. How can you say such a thing? How can you even think it? You see how it kind of doesn't make sense in the script, you know? And no, it's what you said, Adam. Yeah, they added it. They added it to for whatever reason. That's yeah. probably why she was so mad. Because it didn't make sense. Well, maybe she's just uh gaslighting her mom. Just, you know, like defensively saying, No, that's not true. Why why would you just say that? I feel like she changed her mind or she realized it was a bad idea and this woman changed her mind too. I think that's how I took it when I saw it. Now here is the horseless carriage. And oh the driver God. of it is a guy who works on horses, so he hates it. Go ahead and listen for a second. I Ubered you 20 minutes ago. <laughs> is this Shreven? No, Shreven. Shreven. I like me horses. What accent is that? I don't know. Now that's Scottish, right? But none of them yeah. around too soon. I just thought it was a little funny how he hates the car. You know, it, it, when he's in that automobile, his accent is it's not horse at all. There's no there's no hoarseness to his voice. Oh, come on. It's it's a horseless carriage. Like that's why he had a speaking role. He was not horse. Yeah. Um okay, the premiere of this film was in Seattle which is Farmer's hometown, at the premiere, it was, it, it was in a place in which you used to be an usher. That was the kind of neat thing about it. Um, at the premiere, Farmer was noticeably quiet, spoke little to reporters, which resulted in news reports that she was cold and aloof. Nevertheless, Come and Get It earned praise from pu 
public and critics with several reviews greeting Farmer as a newfound star, likening her to Greta Garbo. So, because right. Finn. So yeah, this was a big hit then. This was a big hit that uh, still lost money because of the director. Did the loggers in Seattle right. like this movie, or were they protesting? The loggers in Seattle? Well, Washington State, Oregon, I don't know. Maybe they came over. I did do a lot of research for this film, but I yeah, only no, got to Google page nine. I don't know what the loggers <laughs> in Washington. They didn't have like a logger protest in the Seattle. They didn't have that much logging. Like in the beginning, I, I think that's interesting, the logging footage, because that's real. Uh, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it was from Indi uh, what did I say? Oregon? No. Oregon? No. Oregon. It was from was it, it was from Idaho, Oregon? North Fork Clearwater River. What did I say? You said <laughs> I said New Jersey. Okay, now we're meeting the sun and Francis Farmer, daughter Lata, will meet the son too. Oh, no. Awkward. I have an extra ticket to the love boat if you would like to go. If I could bring It's very subtle. It's directed very well. Watch when they meet. She doesn't have a chance to really get acquainted with him. And she's a great actress the way you can see it in her face. Look, he looks, he looks. And then she's like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Holy Abba, Huba. cow. Yeah. You are yeah. the most dangerous yeah, game. That guy, but handsome. Yeah. Aren't you the most dangerous game guy? Hello. No. <laughs> yeah, come here. Come here. Get away from him. <laughs> yeah, right. Weren't you the most dangerous game? I was. Great. You got 10 seconds. Yeah. I'm not kidding, Wabbit. All right. Guys, get out of here. We got a fart. They're giving him a, a tour of the mill. How boring. Yeah. Now, you haven't heard from her. If you watch this film three times, this is my fourth time like you. She is like a interesting, neat character. She's a grouchy secretary, and she gives Barney lots of trouble. She's, she's one of the reasons why this is a good film. You don't like her when you're watching this, but she—that's—that's that's exactly what you're supposed to feel like. She's she's Della Reese to his Perry Mason. Della Reese to Perry Mason. You know, I remember Perry Mason's show in the reruns, but I really didn't give it a chance. But you know, Perry Mason, like it, crossword puzzles, like the secretary's name Reese uh -huh. has two e, three e's, and perfect. The yeah, and then the writer of Perry Mason, his name is like E R L E or something. That. So I only know from Crossword Puzzle. Now this is a well-written, well-directed scene, well-acted scene in which this is supposed to be like when they get together and it's it kindles their relationship, but it's fraught with mistakes and accidents and fighting. It's really good scene. Ooh, smack! Yeah. Smack! Oh, he's back. back. He hit her right back. Yeah. Now you don't hit me again. Well, you brought up communism in the first place. Being a gold digger. What's that? You brought up communists in the first place. That's... So she's like, he's like, something's boiling over. Oh, and she's man. like, well, I'm busy fighting with you. And he goes, no, you better, you better handle this. 
Now all right. come over here and fuck it all up like a bumbling idiot. Ouch! And she's like, you fool! That's all CGI, so the actors weren't. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't really get hurt. Now look at you. Who's going to eat that pancake? Right. The water is like a like, character. You better clean up this mess. <laughs> I do like his hat. I'll give him that much credit. Now it's nothing to cry about. Wow. Now he's yeah, no crash falls. Or now he's stuck, but he's and she's like, "Don't walk around. You'll get it everywhere." Never takes his shoes off. Why not? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. This is the comic relief of the movie, so enjoy it, guys. I wonder who directed this one because it's it's a different tonal shift. And the movie wasn't it's that a sort of... different tonal shift, but it's also oh, his shoes do come off. Excuse me. It's also very good. Like. Um, yeah. Oh, they're ha that's the goo? Yeah, apparently this is part of making the candy. Is And if you don't do this right, you're going to mess it up, and right. they will mess it up. And then when you I'm eat it... I'm glad they're dressed for it. <laughs> I mean, not, you guys were talking about um, watching movies about old times. It seemed like, right, from movies we watched in the, the library or wherever, men always wore suits, always had a hat on, women always were dressed in nines, at the club or at the bar or coffee shop, whatever it is, at right? The right. Everybody yeah, at the grocery. The street, you go to a city block and everyone's walking around with suits and stuff like that. You right. wear tuxes to the to the nightclub. Go to a baseball game and everyone's Making in their happy. suit. Baseball game, everyone's dressing in suits because they're yeah. going out. Now look. They've stopped messing with the candy because they're starting oh. to fall in love a little oh, bit. Oh, no, it's gooey. She's like, they're getting gooey. Oh, no! the goo! <laughs> this is where the uh, movie gets gooey. <laughs> it gets gooey. Come on, guys. It's too sweet. Um, this is the seventh take. There was no graphic user interface. This was their gooey. Oh, boy, what gooey. did you want? Okay, now we're going to have a little bit of a clash between father and... Secretary? No, Listen. I'm I'm remembering. Uh, oh, remembering. stop hitting on my daughter. It's awkward. No, he <laughs> never. He'll never do that because he doesn't really hit on her. Juan never really catches. He kissed on. her. Yeah, that's gross. You're right about that. He did kiss her in the same scene in which Swan gets up. And he's like, "Oh, my back," and that distracts them from it. And he says, "I'm taking you to Chicago." <laughs> right. It does. Oh, in all the right. Script. He kisses her like that. He gets up to react, and he goes, oh, my back. And then he says, I'm taking you to Chicago. Great. Bring my daughter, too. Yeah. You guys want any of my penny candy behind me? Nelly's yeah. saying, <laughs> thanks for coming over. Yeah, do you guys want some candy? It's stuck to the bottom <laughs> of my shoe. Dad's yeah, finding dude. out that Most Deadliest Game was over at Lada's house. Uh, what? what the fuck? We were making candy in the kitchen, if you know what I'm saying. No! Not candy. Well, it, now, it is Francis Farmer, right? Candy? Yes. Yeah, so, People get called out 
Why don't you turn it on for a second? Because sure. it goes in a pig's eye. What? Falling out. What? That's all. Just Gets confronted. It. Yeah, look at that. That's pretty tense. I I paused the scene where they're not even talking. They're just giving each other the eye. <laughs> Take a letter. Wait a minute. This will interest you. Oh, can you I'm... keep a secret? Jesus. Still stabbing in my back. I'm shipping my son off to Chicago so he won't mess with my girl. Now, can we can uh, we talk Chris about Hansen Francis is Howard? outside to see you, sir. I was wondering about the chocolate. If we could get back to the chocolate of Francis Farmer, what is the connection? Why do I always connect that name to chocolate? There is. A, I have no idea. I'm t- all right, I'm Google. Carl. Carl's going to do a dissertation about Francis Farmer. Francis Farmer chocolate. I didn't research that. Farmer chocolate. No cords? Come and get it? I'm I'm dreaming. It has to be something else. Franz chocolate. That doesn't take you. Whatever happened to Francis Farmer? Fanny Farmer. Fanny Farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Fanny Farmer candy. Okay, so what's up? This is a game called Diablo. And oh, it really? was very popular in the 30s. And this is like the tail end of its popularity. It's about to go away. Now, this is like a Sudoku puzzle for them right now. Yes, when it was fresh, you know. Yeah. Now, she is going to say, I'm not marrying the rich boy that mom wants me to marry. And, <clears throat> you know, Edward's going to be like, that's insane. You can't, because ma- she wants to marry this, like, low-life guy in the paper mill, the one who was doing the paper cups with the son, he's like, I, I, well, he doesn't say I'll forbid it, but he essentially does. And then she goes, look, you were going to marry that Lada. You, you didn't marry for love. You married for money. And look at you. You're miserable. I don't want that to happen to me. And so he will completely change his tune and say, you're right. You Thank should you, marry daughter. for love. And he'll be friendly with the bum who's doing the paper cops. He'll warm up to it. You'll see. Well, he's about to make a lot of money over that guy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But he didn't <laughs> want to. He wanted to reject the idea and say, like, you can't marry a lowlife. And... Listen, and there's other ideas. Sliced bread? Ridiculous. People want to rip their bread. No one wants to slice it. <laughs> you bite your bread off. How can you fit it in a toaster? <laughs> What's a toaster? People <laughs> just want to put it in the oven and wait three hours. All right. This is the greatest thing since unsliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go put horses back in my horse's carriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working. How much horsepower has this horse got? One horse. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. The other one's sick. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, you know, he can get he gets it. He gets it. You're right. So you're gonna marry for love, not money. And so he's gonna try to make it so that okay, this guy's got some money. 
paper cup idea. Okay, so there's not only Fanny Farmer chocolate, but there's also <laughs> Fanny Merritt Farmer from the 1800s was an American culinary expert whose Boston cooking school cookbook became a widely culinary text. Whoop-de-doo! This has nothing to do with our film! But I'm just saying, like, Francis Farmer, I would think of the chocolate, and I would yeah. think of a cookbook. I would not, you know, I get that confused. right now, we're researching your tangent. <laughs> I think it's relevant. Okay. It All was right. on the show. Yeah, right. So, here he comes down to the, like, low-life dredges of the workers. He goes, hey, what's your name? What's your name? You know what my name is. And he goes, I thought you'd take it this way, you know, about the daughter. So he gets pleasantly surprised that Barney's going to be cool with this. Right. No, he wants to go take him up on the paper cup idea. I should have looked up this guy's history, who he is and everything. It's just that he was in IMDb, but he wasn't in Wikipedia, so I thought he wasn't important. And then we, the clock was ticking on our show, so. No, it's fine. That's, I, I had an off-tangent that I added. So that, that even <laughs> He goes, well, watch out them. for that. It goes, trip. Hey, you're all right. Yeah. yeah. Say. And his shirts are always steamed. Uh, no one's going to see him. Uh, uh, a little now, business. Now, this cap of yours. No, that's a paper cup, sir. Oh. Right. oh, so you can drink water out of it, and it's a Dunn's cap for rodents. We can sell it two ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's a genius, eh? Oh. Send you the my son in, who's the ingrate. And in my ingrate son. Where's the cock blocker? Look at that neat phone, huh? Yeah, that's a top of the line. That's a horseless telephone. <laughs> <laughs> this phone is a terrible. They want to put numbers on this phone. I said, no way. See, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. Everyone wants to talk to an operator. Or just give me the extension so I can connect you. Bing, bing. Benson has five, five, five. That's how it's done. Baby, get me New York Manhattan right away. So they're like, how many of these paper cups can you produce in a day? And, you know, he goes, I'll see you at the party to watch your step. Well, so anyway, trip. he's being cool. That's the thing about this Barney. Like, he is bad. It's creepy. He wants to rekindle Lotta with the daughter. It's inappropriate. It's so young. But at the same time, he doesn't. Not a bag. Okay. Yeah. Right now. Whoa! You look at his balls. Yeah, he's she's <laughs> looking at her balls. Yeah. Look at that. She's not pretending she's not looking at it. Well, because he's boring them he's with like history it. of paper. They're so oh. bored. Oh, oh, look at those. It's a pulp, pulp fiction, right? Well, this was one of the hey. things I really like about this movie pulp is that the son is not a catch, and she's still falling for him. Like he's. He's clumsy. He says dumb things. He's prattling on about history, and she still is like in love with him. This package. That's love. It's the whole package. Look at her. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's like that's. I like your stupid story. <laughs> Glad I put on my good bow for you. Go ahead, listen to it a moment. It, maybe it's. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear the story. Oh, we'll never hear that paper story. Back to the horse carriage. Right. Oh, see, he did uh, go back to the horse carriage. Well, it's not the same guy. 
hey, you horses, will you be in the movie again? Nay. You see how it, <laughs> you see how it's the anchor? You put an anchor on yeah. it? Yeah. Hey. Now, hey. He, he was supposed to say, don't weigh me down. It was the joke. But he was horse that day. Oh my God! Come on, what's why the what's with the long face? <laughs> oh, thank yeah, I God! To, I want you oh. to have this horse. Are you looking in my mouth? Have you no respect? Ah, uh, I get it. I get it. Oh. oh, thank God you shut up. He was boring us about paper. boring us to death. No, oh, tells that story about the phone again. Uh, Anything? Oh, I love paper too. Now he's admitting it. He was like, "I'm just a regular windbag." Good night. Yeah, but I'm getting the girl, Dad, so deuces. <laughs> okay, now, like I told you before, Barney is rarely, if ever, inappropriate with this girl. But this is the scene in which he'll make his indecent proposal. He has to do it. Like, the whole movie is leading up to this moment. Right. This was the moment for me when I saw it. I was like, he's totally about regret. Of Go he's ahead, rich. put it on. Put it on. Go live in Chicago alone. Hello. You'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like it. Thanks, but you. You being a married man and all that. Check it out. Check it out. People wouldn't know. People wouldn't know. That's it. Oh. That's his indecent proposal. I'll offer you six hundred dollars if you sleep with me. Six hundred dollars in nineteen thirties money. <laughs> wow, that's, that's like a million dollars in nineteen eighty money. Nineteen ninety six money. What year was indecent proposal? I just love it because he's like he's talk in his mind. He's talking to the woman that he left. Right. He's not talking to the daughter. Right. Yeah, he's gone crazy. He's just like, I regret my life, and I want to start over, or I want to, I want to go the other way, right here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Go with the daughter. Right. He's so like, didn't... you mustn't say these things. Okay, fine. I'll get a divorce. Doesn't he look like that actor, that uh, Italian actor that um was in Breaking Away, the father? Oh, Vincent. Uh, Gardenia. Gardenia. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I vaguely remember his face. I remember the hugging scene. He was the dad, yeah. He always got terrible food from his wife. Oh, he was on a diet. Did you guys okay. ever hear the Glassnow Mills Employers Band? Worse. Oh. <laughs> Employers? Employers they Band. suck. There's only three of them? The <laughs> three of them, right. They, they hired the Employees Band to cover for them. Huh, shake my hand. Hello. Well, the band's going on a, a break I've because they're been exploiting you for years. Welcome. Thanks for coming to my party. Gotta <laughs> shake the boss's hand in front of his family. Now look, see the triangle. You see it behind oh, his yeah. Oh, so that's, wait, come and get it. That's the come and get it triangle. Oh, so we're almost done with this part. Now look, this has got to be the mom, and I'm wrong, but look how old she is. She looks like Cloris Leachman. Wow, whatever it was. Do I have the mom's mm -hmm. info? I don't even 
So um, where's the band leader from? Was it the first band he did? Eric, oh, he's playing. He's playing that song we've heard over and over and love over. Love me, tender, love me too. Oh, there's the triangle again. It's not for come and get it. It's a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> it's actually a triangle. Michael, sometimes the triangle is just a triangle. Play that song again. But, you know, the one we've been hearing throughout the whole film. Francis Farmer. Oh, no. I'm just waiting for him to say come and get it at this point. Well, okay, it's not quite yet. We are way deep into Act Three, but but it has to resolve itself. Yes, it's not time. It's get a lot more creepy. Yeah, right. It doesn't end on this note. It does get. How are does you? How are you? Creepy? How are you? Not the right word because he doesn't do anything inappropriate. He just confronts and wants to fight. It's not. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? She is yeah. not worth being married to. She's a mean, grouchy woman. Okay, this is this is my low life boyfriend who I'm gonna marry, Mom. Paper cup guy? I don't wanna be a family of a paper cup heiress. They look great. Those outfits look great. Look at his friend, the pimp. Look at this guy. No, he's the dad. Oh, it's his niece it and his daughter. Oh, hello. Can he's someone water good. my hat, please? Thank you. <laughs> he's wearing the chuckle patch from Magic Garden. Why yeah. do you have flowers on your hat? Well, I didn't, but then it started raining. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I brought you flowers. Oh, I see you already have some. Yeah. Are we going to see the any metal plates anymore, or is that gone? That's all gone, the metal plates. They had their purpose. They freed Lotta from slavery. Yeah. Okay, guys, try the barbecue. Wait until I get my first. I, I get first dibs on the barbecue. We free Lotta. During the production of The Visit, Farmer was involved in a drunk driving accident. Oh when confronted God. by the police, she recalled, rather than answering as Francis Farmer, I reverted to my role in the play and what? suddenly became the richest woman in the world, shouting to high heaven that I'd buy this goddamn town. She was a kook, man. She was a kook. I love it. Okay, this is the scene in which it's like, will you marry me? Yes, of course I will. You could tell it's from the second director because he goes, "You promise that that Howard that you hate Howard Hawks as much as I do." Yes, darling, he's a terrible, terrible director. Oh, I'm the happiest woman in the world. Now look, Howard did not want to do this film at all, and he insisted that Hawks' name be as a director and listed first, which yeah. alphabetically made sense. He didn't want it at all, but I mean, uh, Mayor Sam uh, Samuel was like. If you don't do it, I'm suspending you, and you're not going to make another film. I'll pay ya. This you. This is before it. Alan Smithy, too, so they didn't switch his email. Right. That would have worked. Yeah. 
Although this won Academy Awards, so you know, boo hoo. Everyone likes. He wanted Hawks to get credit, though. He wouldn't do Alan Smithy. Like he wanted. Well, Hawks wanted. Actually, it's not in front of me, but one of them insisted, like that's a film I never made. I think it was Wilder. It's gotta be Wilder, right? Yeah. Yeah. They both respect the directors. I mean. Come and get it. William Wyler. William Wyler. Berber had approved Jane Manford's script, which Hawks found wanting. He persuaded her and Goldwyn to allow him to bring in Jules Furtherman to do a rewrite. Hawks just like, while the cat was away, the mouse played. He just like, I'm doing this film the way I want, and you can lay in a hospital bed after you're through with it. Right. Wow. It worked out in the end, but it wasn't the leftist, you know, okay, he's all over the house looking. That's the secretary who's been his uh, gadfly the whole film. And he's like, ah, they got to be up. He wants to break it. Uh, I'm not sure if Another he's street. looking for Lada or looking for them both together to break it up. No, I think Della Reese is an actress in the crossword puzzle, and then Della Street is Perry Mason's secretary. I'm going to have to look that up, Carl, later. Uh-huh. Hey! Hey, what were you doing? What the fuck is this bullshit? I was looking for lice. She's clean. <laughs> we were trading gum. Yeah. I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, this guy's uh, strong. We saw in the other movies. I'm going to hold your chin and punch your face. God. Anyone see a pile of trays? Let me get you to a staircase. Do you have any trays in the house? Ow! Do. Ow! Come on and fight. <gasps> that was a good one. He won't what? fight him. What? He does. Because wait a minute, I'm in love with her, and I'm gonna marry her, and there's nothing you can. About it. Now she goes, Don't hurt him. He's an old man. That hurts. That really hurts. That hurts. Ooh. Oh, I think that'll be the moment we realize that he's just acting like a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. He can't. Look at that face, man. Yeah. Why can't the script be about logging? Why must I be humiliated in this manner? More logging. This More is logging. The, left story of the leftist triumph. <laughs> the trailer is 100% logging. logging. Like, I really, when I watched the trailer, I was like, is this the same movie I saw 30 years ago? That's so weird. I don't remember the logging. I mean, I remember it was logging, but the love story is really the uh, interesting yeah, part. Here's the wife and i had it wrong throughout the whole film now he goes he for the first time like lets it be known that she was afraid he was gonna like leave her for lada we didn't get that throughout the whole movie and i think it's a missed opportunity right he's happy when she hears her son will marry her I don't care as long as it isn't you. Honey, you're the greatest. 
So she goes, it's time for everyone to eat, and they're not coming in. Would you please help me oh, get oh, them uh, all in? Oh, I got it. I got this I one. Got it. Got oh, right. oh, so the ending's coming. Let me get myself ready for it. <laughs> but, I mean, there is no further to go. He's been rejected. Her true feelings are, are revealed that he's an old man. He's realizing I've been a fool. I'm. It's a pipe dream. It could never have happened. My proposal was indecent. And she's like, I got my man back because he's got no choice. <laughs> you got no choice. You're stuck <laughs> with me. Uh-huh. Yes. Fun's okay, hard. go ahead. Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, come and regret it. Hello. Han's ear is about to get. Now, if there's a dog in your room, tell him this is not a wagon trade commercial. Why does a rich person have a, belt, a triangle for come and get it? Love me tender again. The whole fucking film. See how he's happy? Yeah. It's like a resolution for him, too. That. Holy, holy, holy. Wait, now he's not looking happy. No. Him just leave. He's just crying. There's tears behind that come and get it. Well, that was the life that he turned he turned away. Ah. Yeah. He's getting his son's getting the life he never had. Well, granted, the daughter's a and the money. Boy. A lot of Bostrom. Wow, Adam, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I thought it was really good, actually. I'm not gonna lie, I still like it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you forget about the logging part, but um. Yeah, it's really about the uh, relationship, right? Yeah. Like, I still think it remains true. I mean, obviously, I'm 40 years older than I was when I saw it, so I've lived the guy's life, and uh, right, you can see where I wasn't. I didn't choose one or the other. I mean, uh, you know, God chose me to have a failed business, but um, <laughs> no, but it wasn't like, you know, God, I was so scared that I would be poor and happy or rich and and unhappy. It's in the movie. Obviously, makes it seem like there's one way or the other. For his yeah. personal story, it was, but not for not his son or not other people. Yeah, Probably. but yeah, I still think it's powerful. What do you guys think? Well, I thought it was it was very relatable because I married for middle class. <laughs> I should have married for sex. Okay. Right. right. Um, no, I re- I'm with Adam. This was a good film. It was, you know. It's a shame that like we don't notice the logging because they changed everything. But no, I would say it's a good film, and I think Francis Farmer did a great job. And I didn't notice that there. No, that's not true. We do notice the tonal difference. There are two directors. There's just a little stuff, you know, like yeah. the goo, yeah. and then maybe some. But the goo felt like comic relief. Like it still but was very. We don't really know. They have to fall in love, you know. Yeah. It's not just that they're both good looking and young, like they have to have a moment. Like he fell in love with their mom. It was that so, moment of the fight, the bar fight. Which is that's more what interesting. I respect so much about the script is that he was not lovable. He was not well, he was lovable, but he wasn't like a leading man hero that anyone would fall for. He was klutzy and big winded. He'd say right. stupid stuff, make a mistake, fight his dad. He did have a good still, heart though. He did make decisions like he Bet five hundred dollars in the eighteen eighties, and then gave two hundred dollars to this stranger because of yeah. a story that he had. This woman that was going to poison him. So it was, uh, 
he uh i don't know it's, it's a good movie if i didn't know the backstory carl some movies you would watch and that had a terrible backstory and you watch this weird movie you go what the fuck happened why you know like right, they all screwed up yeah they screwed up but i couldn't tell that from this movie if i didn't know that it was two directors and that the the lead was hard to work with for everybody and that was getting into these incidents i would still think this is a good movie you know like yeah. i i think the the drama it was like a twilight zone episode where he realizes his regret the way he was pushing his life forward and that came across i would love to see more logging politics that was taken out but <laughs> the direction was fine it was a good movie adam uh do you join us next week i'll take that as a yes he, he's frozen he has a bad bandwidth he's frozen all right well adam week... can you yourself only join us next week oh he's <laughs> on mute you're on mute <laughs> oh what the mute button? What do I got to do? All right, I'm going to motion to the No, keyboard. yeah, I'll see you guys next week as long as you do anything in black and white. All right, well, good news. Here's the deal. Let's watch a Dead End Kids movie, The Bowery Boys, one of those films. I'm okay. going to go ahead and pick one from there. I'm going to try to find the worst one that they have, and we'll watch it next week. And Mike, have some mercy. You know I'm going to really watch it like three times, so have some no, mercy. I'll do the research. I'm not the sandwich. Oh, you want to do a switcheroo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me. Yeah, I'm gonna pick oh. a Bowery Street Boys movie. Maybe when there's a dead. Maybe end. I'll watch it. Maybe I'll change my mind. What it maybe is? Yeah. Maybe. What is this you, officer? I'll well, look at. Uh, I'll look at Wikipedia five seconds before we start recording. Uh, yeah, that's Mike. Right. Mike, please just research the movie. Don't go to the library and get the Bowery Boys, you know, classic, you know, eight DVD box set. And waste three weeks and then not have content so, for the so film itself. That watching every single uh, Abbott and Costello movie did, before Abbott. It did a, it did a little, but it did so little. But all Just, I did was I read a. I'm, I'm gonna go to the library and research Bowery Boys, and I'm gonna bring an extensive history of 1930s Bowery. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, Adam, join us next week. Audience, join us next week here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, we are stream every Sunday to go to muniradio.fm uh, see what's happening. And uh, there's a donation button, and we have our archives there. Check it out. Check out our archives at the uh, Mutiny Radio, and don't forget to donate and check out what there's happening with Mutiny Radio. And check us out on YouTube and uh, podcasts, and go to uh, more information. Check out proudlyresents.com slash let's. All right, so uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, my brother Adam will join us. And we'll be watching the Bowery Street Boys. See you later. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegel.
Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. With Mike Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been the... regularly booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm, the Internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in <coughs> to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, Colin – that Carl, sorry, Carl. Uh, Carl That's all right. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> like uh, level. We we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Look, I'm wearing my Muni Radio shirt. An exclusive. Oh yeah. wow! Uh, Holy cow! Those what? you can't just get those for free. Mike Spiegelman's wearing a Muni Radio <laughs> Comedy Festival in Los Angeles. That's like the last year and a half. <laughs> um, we so. You can follow us on the YouTube. You can follow us on our podcast, or you can stream here as right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo, donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, nineteen twenty seven. The Kid Brother, nineteen twenty seven. Okay. The channel we like is titled Films. Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that's the catch? What what's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 <laughs> Click the link, hit pause, move it to 000. Uh, we have a really excited Carl produces this yeah. show, did the theme song. He yeah. syncs up the videos, yeah. and he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you talk about himself, herself, and then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you when for having you, me. Yeah, well, thank you for being there, being here. I mean, I have you here because you are a big-time, hot-shot, headliner comedian. I was excited to get you. But the first thing I want to say is when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah. G. Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, Very important. I come up, uh, when you Google Gary Garcia, I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G Garcia, I pop right up. Now, you were a epic, epic.
Epic Records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Oh, <clears throat> uh, well... We had uh we had we had started what at the time was the first live hip hop band. Uh -huh. So it was uh you know live guitar, bass, drums. Uh, we had a live DJ, and then we had a dude, my boy Peter George, who figured the samples, and I was the vocals. Uh huh. And we were called uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. <laughs> That's great. Smoking uh, SSL for short. You know, now, we, we had we had a very brief, very quick pop of light, you know, I got to get into Rolling Stone magazine, you know, I had a little <laughs> article there, first issue of Vibes, so it was very quick, and we faded very fast. Well, we, that we, is still... We killed ourselves, really, we, we shot our own foot, feet off. <laughs> well, a hell of a ride. So what, you guys self-destructed in a way? Yeah, no, in every way, that's exactly uh -huh. what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of, when I, I was 22 at the time, when we got signed, we got signed uh, for like 800000 Wow, it was yeah. a very large. It was a very large uh, deal for you know a, a first time band, and uh, everything was looking really good. But our heads blew up before the album did. <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out. I mean, we were twenty two. We didn't have no guidance. So you know, here it is. We're taking pictures. I was in the first issue of Vibe. I played with Ziggy Marley. I was playing with KRS. Wow. I played with Julian Lennon, and you know, and so, well, we also got. I should mention we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. I mean, yeah. uh, the Ziggy Marley tour. Um, because of, you know, our antics. We were a little crazy. It was, it was a lot of kids from the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick. And no, nobody, you know, we, we, were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once uh -huh. we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a 12-passenger van to go on tour, brand new. When we, when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warrior. Oh, wow. The windshield was completely shattered. I hit, like, a wild turkey doing five miles an hour in cruise control. <laughs> It was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in uh in um Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Uh huh. They got one of my songs in there. Awesome. I got a couple of movies in there. So it was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got blackball, which is very true. You can get blackball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get blackball. You know. We had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. The word was out not to even let us in the door. Yeah. And we weren't. We weren't let in the door. We could have probably just... broke through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm -hmm. You know, I was young. Now, today, I had kids you're 52. And all that stuff, started having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're yet. in your 50s like me, and you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now, your, your base is Atlantic City. And this is a tourist spot, so the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much. I mean, the winter it slows down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably going to get like 20, sometimes even 15, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays. We're always going to have a hundred or more folk shows. We do two shows every night, and uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before COVID, we had five rooms. So that'll make you have three rooms. 
Yeah, then we'll, well, the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter with them. They do a okay. lot of rock shows there, too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five five rooms every single night of the week. I would do a show in Tropicana, run to, run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on, but I was going on later, run down to Caesars, then run to Bally's, then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night. Good times. Yeah, it was rock and roll, man. Just running from show to show, going off. It was great. And each room was usually pretty well because there's always going to be people out here. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here, unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um, uh, Adam Gable, we run run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like, We've been out there doing shows for two years, but with the Not Quite Tuesday show, it's a full year. We just made like a year about three months ago. We made a year over there. So that's always popping. But out there is different because that's tourist also. And, yeah. and but the tourists there are from like, you know, you know, freaking other countries. They get people mm-hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland and all these different countries, which is great when you when you do well, because you know your stuff is universal. People from anywhere can, you know, can relate yeah, to it. Yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know, Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like, you know, uh, Florida. And so when you hit the road, these are people that are actually going to follow you and become fans and, and stick with you. Having, having two fans in England is great. <laughs> but it's not going to do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, so the good yes, thing about yes. Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road. Because mm-hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometowns, then they come out to see me. So, yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been, been a blessing to me, you know, in so many ways, even just the time. During COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere on the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City, there was nothing else open. No bars, no clubs, nothing. No live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed 60 people, and uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you, yeah. And I was doing two shows a night, 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes is the longest I've done so far. One night, they just let me go. I was like, go as long as you want. Gotcha. Um, but I was, there was a point I was, I, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh-huh. Um, I would probably say the world. I was doing an hour at night, easy. Gotcha. Every single night <laughs> during the lockdown. That's your so job. There was a point where I was just building and building. I, I, it's been a great opportunity for me, you know? Well, yeah, you were talking to me about your comedy special. You've retired all those jokes because yeah. you don't want people to come out and see you. Go, oh, I saw that on the special, right? That well, means you want to see me to go home and be like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that tonight." This is right, right. Now you've yeah. also got this rated G podcast, okay? And yeah. I'm sure it's G from Gary G Garcia, and then rated G, which I'm sure it ain't, you know. And I yeah. think Brian. No, it's not. Who's your co-host, Brian? Brian Licata. Licata. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode. Very nice. It'll be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm-hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I've had Eleanor uh, 
Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from um, what was that show? Entourage. Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then and then most of the people you're gonna see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what they're I'm saying? Like they're coming. making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in, and uh, these are people to watch out for. I'm Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my hundredth episode. Very nice. It'll be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, Anthony Z from um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Kimberly Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from. Um, was that show Entourage? Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then and then most of the people you're gonna see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm like they're coming. making noise, they're up there, these are people I believe in, and uh these are people to watch out for. Now you're no slouch yourself. You've even been on Showtimes. The show was called Billions. Tell me about that experience. How you got cast, <laughs> what happened there? That that's uh that's a lot more big. People always say you might have seen them on Billions. Yeah, people who don't know me did not see me on Billions <laughs> because you know I basically was in the background. I was in the background. I did background acting. I'm very good at. I'm in a couple of movies pretending to talk, but people <laughs> who know me saw me on on Billions. Like people who know me call me up like, "Yo, gee, I just saw you on Billions." Because <laughs> when we did the shoot, I saw you know there were all these seats to the left, and then to the right there were these two seats. So I already knew. I'm like, that's where the main actors are going to be sitting. You know, everyone else didn't pick up on that. So of course, I picked the seat right next to them, and then everybody saw me do that. So they all started jumping into the seats next to them, and then <laughs> they moved everybody around. But I got to sit right next to the dude, so you see me throughout the whole scene. So yeah, technically, I was on Showtime. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So technically, I was on. You know, I was on Billions. You know. Well, you got a great credit for opening. I made, up apparently, I made a. I made a an impact because they wanted to bring me back. And uh, they couldn't because it was the season I was already in it. They realized they already had me on the other one because somebody else had saw me and wanted to bring me on another episode. Oh, okay. I get typecasted a lot in the uh -huh. background acting people. I'm always um, playing like a, like a, a prison inmate. <laughs> uh, I had a role where they finally, I was a uh, recovering addict number three. <laughs> I, was, I was hoodlum number two. And what's crazy is when, whenever I go, I always go to wardrobe. And right when I walk up, you know, they'll look at me and go, he's you're good, fine. you're straight. You're fine, yeah. you're straight. Even if I'm playing a recovering addict or, or whatever, you just find where he is. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. That is, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you should be offended and all at the same time be like, well, you know, the truth is I the mean, truth. The person's really good at picking the person they want to play. Apparently, I look at You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay, so now, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How do people, I mean, we can Google Gary G. Garcia. Is that the way to do it, or you got to uh, I mean, yeah, that's my thing on everything. Gary G. Garcia is uh, my Instagram, my Facebook. Uh, you can go to AC Jokes. You know, they have uh, all the house comedians there, and all my links are there. But if you go to my Instagram, it has my link tree, and it'll link you to everything I, I do. It'll link uh -huh. you to the special uh, if you want to check out Rated G, that's on um, it's Rated G with Gabby G Garcia and Brian Licata. But if you put in, just get into the Gabby G Garcia, it'll pop up. Yeah, uh, okay. you just put in Rated G, a bunch of stuff pops up. That's on Spotify. That's on YouTube. I that's on. That's on anything where you can get uh, yeah, where you can get podcasts. But 
if you want to catch all my episodes, go to Spotify. They still support free speech. Uh, <laughs> my stuff gets pulled on YouTube sometimes within well, minutes. See, yeah, within I, minutes I, that I, I put it on. That's where I catch you on YouTube because the video goes with it. You know, yeah. it's not just audio. Yeah, on Spotify they have the videos as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spotify you can now watch videos as well. Great, it's pretty awesome. I also do uh, the JoJo and Scotty Morning Show every Monday. At seven in the morning, it's called Conspiracy Mondays on the JoJo and Scotty Morning Show. That's one hundred point seven FM, and you could also just put in JoJo and Scotty on the Google, and it'll bring up the. It's not even an app; it just brings up their page. Their you can listen live, and you can listen to it from wherever you are. The way you end your show: Don't be scared. They can't control you if you if you're not afraid. Yeah, right? man. How do you say it? How do you say it? Don't let them scare you because if they can't scare you, they can't control you. And that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, it's all through fear that we all look like. Right now, they're trying to get us into a position where we're dependent on them. We need them to make all the decisions and protect us. They're never yeah. going to be fully protected. No one could fully protect us. Nope. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that can protect you is love. All we got is us. We're the ones that could keep each other safe by being kind to each other and by, by being helpful and by showing love to each other. You know, we can't depend on them. They don't have our best interests. No, no, no. Wonderful sentiments. Now... Gary G. Garcia, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio on YouTube. There you go. So why don't you go ahead, Gary G. Garcia, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Enjoy the movie. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown, for that amazing story. Now, usually we're watching silent movies, and I hate it because you have that plunkity, plunkity, plunk piano. But this doesn't. This has some sort of orchestral production, and it makes me very suspicious. In 1990, they did this alternate version. 1990, the Harold Lloyd Trust and Coco Play Productions presented an 82-minute version of the film associated with Thames Television International with a musical score written by Carl Davis. Who is that? I don't know. Who is Carl that? Davis? Yeah. Oh, the addition of modern credits stretched the time to 83 minutes. So I don't see modern credits, but this is around 83 minutes, and it does not have the plunkety plunkety piano. No, it, it actually sounds like a movie mu- music. Yeah. You know, and as you watch the film with this music, as I have done, look at that ship. You see that ship? Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost ship. Oh, no. Hey, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, there was a place called Ghost Ship that burned down and killed a lot of people. We don't talk about ghost ships. Okay, I understand. Here is the original mammoth medicine show, Professor Powers. But poor Professor Powers has died and left Mary. Mary oh. Powers, not Josh Powers. Mary <laughs> Powers. That's question. Talking, <clears throat> and she's been talked into keeping the medicine show alive. Oh, you got the monkey? Listen here, don't let, don't take it from me, Pally. Take it from my monkey. He took one sip of my tonic water and boom! Look at that boner. Look at that monkey boner. This monkey will give us some funny stuff. Now that's Flash who just stuck his head out and he is like... Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He's speaking with Flash right now. The other dude is a real scumbag. He's like the, the muscle man of the show and... um. Oh, he's he's a real jerk. I'll tell um, you. His giant name is Sandoni. Muscle Man Sandoni. 
Do you think he's the great star, Sadoni? No, no, he's, uh, he's the scumbag. He's a scumbag. Now, this is the sheriff, Jim Hickory. And Jim Hickory's got three sons, but according, like, as far as the world is concerned, he only has two. That's Leo and Olin. You see him helping with the, with the uh, logs here. Yeah. Now, look. Snap! It breaks. Hold on! Hold on, Hold on, Pop. Let me use my brute strength to bend the cane back. Now, look, uh, look what they do. I mean, this, seriously, Mike. I, maybe it's a prop or something, but I could never do something like this. It doesn't matter if there are three guys. Yeah. Look at that. That's nuts. That could kill your back. They also yes. should, be, they should be singing Unchained Memory. <laughs> Unchained Loggery. <laughs> that reminds me of Skullduggery for some reason. Oh, here is there the he third is. son. He is the, the youngest brother. son, and he is the wimpiest son, and he is our Lloyd, um, Harold Lloyd. Now, what's he doing, Mike? What's he doing? He's, he's churning butter, Carl. Right. That'll be our first joke, because he's not churning butter. He's churning laundry. Oh, I see. What a look. Like, he, first moment we see Harold Lloyd on the screen, he's very cash. He's stewing. He's yep. just chilling. Like, boom, we're oriental. Oh, right. Clever. He is the... Thing is, he doesn't look. It's on a kite. Uh, Isn't kite. that funny? Very clever. Very Rube Goldbergian. No, it's not. Yeah. In that every episode, you're talking about the guy who made the mouse trap. Right. Yeah. Didn't you notice he lit a bird's feet on fire, and then the bird knocked over a, a congressman talking, and the hot air from the congressman caused Boom. the to rise. Oh. Now you see him watching them, wishing he could do something like that, but he just can't. Now he is sad because it's like his father recognizes his two strong kids and not his youngest kid. That was a Bonanza, wasn't it? They were always pissed on Haas. I, you know, never watched I, Bonanza. Not really. I, I remember it was on. It was in the reruns, but it wasn't like one of those reruns you saw after when you were seeing Homesick from School. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really even on the UFA channels. I don't think. Okay, so the first thing that happens is we put pressure on Harold Lloyd because he needs his white shirt, his fancy shirt, for tonight's meeting. Now, watch there's continuity problem. You see the goat is chewing uh -huh. and it switches the background. That is not the greatest of all time. Boom! Oh, no. Oh, no, the kite. Right. But it gets stuck in the roof. That's pretty clever. Must it take 100 takes. Now, the, the thing's really guided by a pole off camera, and we're going to see its shadow, so watch, because it'll okay. take... Okay, here it comes. Wow. No, no, no. Here it is. There yeah. it goes. Yeah, I see it. Totally. But the thing is, it, it could look like the shadow of the string, so it's not such a continuity. Who in his right mind would jump on a big pile of logs and the, like that? Okay, now, here we're going to meet bad guy. This is Hank Hooper. Ooh. Essentially, the Hoop, the, the, the what about Hoop are a famous family, and the Hoopers don't like them. The Hoops don't like them? No. This guy will go on to commit suicide next year, and I don't have any details on why he did it. Wow. He left a daughter behind, too. Look Jeez. at this funny thing. You don't see that every day on the farm. Now, how did they make that happen for the movie? They killed about six or seven animals until they got the shot. <laughs> they had now look, 
you see there's a little continuity area he he error he was chasing the pig and now he was leaning against a fence so anyways like he thinks he's taking his laundry so he says that's my laundry it's my dad's good shirt now look the film sets it up that the father thinks that Harold is like sort of like the ne'er to do well but you'll see throughout this film that's not true at all. He is smart. He kicks ass. He fights. He is a yeah. true hickory. Yeah, Look man, hick I'm I'm team yeah, hickory, good. man. Nice down the hill. Yeah, he didn't do it on purpose to trick him, but it happened. We, I mean, ouch. Right. Now watch how watch this trick he'll do. He trips them, gets on yeah. his back, and it retrieves the laundry. Crazy. This is very funny too. He thinks those two socks are his, but they're a napping guy. So he gives it to the bad guy. Oh, and then the napping guy is like, yeah. Who took my socks? You try to roll no! my socks. <laughs> we'll never see this guy again. But sock him to me, guy. Now watch how he tricks um uh watch how he tricks Hank again. Hank will go up to get the laundry. And it's not clear if he thinks it's his, and he must think it's his laundry. Sure. But Harold will come and say, thank you. Thanks, Hoopy. Oops. <laughs> no one called him Hooper, right? It's always no, they called him Hoop. Here's Dad. Where the fuck is my son? Uh-oh, it's another Hooper. The, now, this guy's the, the bad guy for the father. Oh. Two Hooper bad Daddy guys. Hooper. Hey, have you seen Hooper's brother around here? Yeah, my name is Hooper. You can call me Hooper. Hey, Hooper's brother. Okay, so they've collected money from the town, sort of like taxes that are voluntary, to build a dam. It's going to oh. be a very good thing for the town. Son, how many times have I told you, we don't want no more trouble with these hickories. But he's going to have lots of trouble throughout the film, and it's his own fault. Watch him kick him. Watch him kick. See, he kicked yeah. Hank. Right in the ass. Yeah, he right deserves to be a hickory, and the dad needs to find that out. Son, is there gonna, so a lot of movies nowadays with father issues, they're always like, I, I just watched Strange World. It's like, no, dad, that's what you want to do. Right. That's right. in this movie, right? None of that. He wants to be a hickory. He wants to join the legacy. They're famous throughout the county. And uh, he wants to be one of them, and he, he feels like he needs to earn his place. Well, actually, no. He doesn't feel like he needs to earn his place. He kind of mopes around a lot, and then later he will earn his place. Look, Carl, look. He mope. has a string tied to the, to the comb to his mirror, so he'll never lose it. Right. It'll hang there. That's a good idea, right? That's a good life hack, yeah. Now, look what he, he thinks, oh, my shirt's fine. <laughs> he tricked his dad. Now, look, Harold Lloyd wanted more jokes in this film than any of his films. So he hired eight gag men. Eight. Okay, watch. He can't come to the meeting because it's no place for boys. Uh, that I'm disappointed. Right. And now he'll start moping around. Damn it. And he'll like, he'll like do play pretend. Put on the sheriff's outfit. You'll see. So anyway, Harold Lloyd wanted this film to be really fucking hilarious. So he hired, I guess, 
Okay, we would call them writers. Right. Yeah, gag calls, writers. They call them gag men, at least back in the day. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a current today term, too. I don't know. I, I'm not in the business. But if, if I was, I would be the top gag writer in the industry. Oh, that's very braggy. Hey, give me a topic. I'll give you six gags by Tuesday. <laughs> I've been trying to write this joke for a long time. It's about how, like, when jokes are obvious, like, you think of a joke that you wrote on your own, but it's been done before, and how it's not really plagiarism because you really didn't think it up on your, oh, your own, but you can't right. do it anymore. So it's like, I wrote this joke, and then I saw it on a rerun for Jackie Gleason, right? <laughs> and it makes you yeah. realize, I could write for Jackie Gleason! Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, I was at the wrong time the wrong place. I still have never made that joke work on an old, you know, to pull it out at an open mic. On. Maybe we'll, you and I will work on it. I'm, sure. look, so now he's, like, pretending he's a sheriff, and then he gets shamed. His father's looking at him. What are you doing, you little kid? You're not a sheriff. He's so good, Harold Lloyd. You know, we this watched a lot of Buster Keaton. Huge hit. We watched a lot of Buster Keaton movies, and I kept calling him Harold Lloyd because I love Harold yep. Lloyd so much. Yep. Yeah. Now, we're watching this as we've been doing previous Januaries because uh, thanks to the public domain law in the United States, thank any you, film, Trump. Thank you, Trump, for not noticing that law got <laughs> reactivated <laughs> during your administration. If that guy realized that, that the arts were. were Getting free shit like this, he would no have way, man. No he way, man. Got to make money. It was be. It, this was not in his radar, but it was in Disney's radar. We had a deal with public domain. The importance of public domain is that culture. We discuss culture. It's in our life. It's part of our life. We talk about Iron Man. We talk. These are part of our lives. And yeah. to tell these stories, at a certain point, the gatekeepers have to let go. They have to. Can't be owned. You can't own Sherlock Holmes. It, it's Definitely. not reasonable. I mean, the guy who really made you might own the rights, but you didn't make it. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. So they've been uh, making films, songs, books, and putting them in the public domain in the United States. Disney complained because Disney knows their time is up. They can't yeah, make money off of this anymore. They want to make their money. So they, Congress in the 90s passed a law to wait 20 years. Well, we waited 20 years, and now we're here, and this movie from 1927, along with other films, it's in the public domain. And by other films, Carl, The Jazz Singer. Yes. Metropolis. The first talkie. So Although the whole thing was in a talkie, just the portion. Just the just the part where the Jewish guy puts blackface on his uh, on his face. Hey, I'm just his own legacy and had no idea that it was gonna Okay, so the medicine show stopped by and said, Who signs the permits? He goes, The sheriff signs the permits, but he's not gonna be interested. He ran the last medicine show out of town. So they see Harold Lloyd as you know he's pretending to be the sheriff and he's he's playing you know he's on the porch and they say this guy's a fucking rube we'll get him to sign the permit and that's what they're uh, doing right now they're, they're they don't really they're know him. they're scamming him but they are scamming him. but it's not legit he's not the sheriff he's a hickory so it oh, will it be legit what a dumbass hickory Hickory dickory suck my dock. <laughs> Ow! Oh! The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one, the other got away. I like that one. Oh, yeah? I don't know what, yeah, where'd you get that? From a guy named Bill Aronson who goes to every Scotty show. He's a big pain in the butt. But okay. every now and then he writes name, a names. Joke. name names. 
That's Why not? Joke. Why not? This guy's a jerk. He should be called out. He goes and annoys all the comics. He thinks they're his friends. He goes into the back at the comics table and goes, Hi, hi, and he just he like monopolizes their time. I want to talk so to him. I want his side of the story. I want to hear his side of the story. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. His uh, wife is Nancy Aronson, and she's a very nice, nice person. So is he giving him brownies? Thank you for the brownies. <laughs> so he's Okay, the chairman's saying we've collected all the money from the town for the dam, so we'll give it to the person we trust the most, our sheriff. But Hooper, you know, is not thinking he's trustworthy. And he goes, what's that? What are you going to do with the money? We're just setting it up. He's going to be the pain-in-the-ass bad guy throughout the film. Ah, uh, the hoops. You know, this movie, if it had Hoopers and Sullivans, I'd be like, look out, Hoop, Sully's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, I guess you could do Hick. and Okay, so here's your medicine show, and here is our hero. It's Mary. Would you drink, would you go to a medicine show and get snake oil and drink it? Well, is the year 1830, and I don't know what the fuck is going on in this world, and I just trust everything I hear? Yeah, I would yeah. buy that. I want to be a He-Man. Well, that's the thing. Like, what are they promising? They're promising a boner, aren't they? Back in the eighteen thirties. No, okay, so, <laughs> so the San, um, 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 Sandoni, uh, San not the great Sandoni. Sandoni will be a muscle man, and he'll be the example. This is what it can do for you. Now, look, he's pretty much gonna rape Mary. Right. How can that be? They're partners in a medicine show. They've known each other all this time. You know what I mean? Like, how could he? And why is it this moment? By mistake, hit Mary on the ass. Oh, holy cow. She's beautiful. I like this guy. (laughs) It it does convey, yeah. I like the bow tie. It's very important to wear a bow tie in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's 1830. That's as much a tie as a regular tie. I'm going out to the forest. Don't forget to wear your bow tie. Now, here comes Sandoni, and he sees what's going on. Mary sees it and says, uh-oh, this guy will protect me. Uh, yeah. Better now, this is course. either the sixth or seventh Harold Lloyd film that she's been the main squeeze, okay? Right. Now, this will be the last one that she's in. Now, she has this supporting role in a film called Wings, and the internet raves about Wings. Okay, he's got a stick, but he doesn't see the snake. Of course, Sandoni does. So he thinks he scared him off. Right. Oh, right, because he's waving his snake at him. But Mary does, and that's one of the reasons she likes him. Is he going to look down and go, Exactly right, Mike. You could have been a gag man. Oh, right. I was number eight. Put a snake on it. You know, what's funny is most all of the gags got cut. Even though he worked so hard to make so many little jokes in this thing, they didn't help the plot. They didn't move it along. Now, they're really sort of intimately touching for 1870s, 1850s, you know? Sure. So they're like both nervous. Mr. Hickory, I don't know how to thank you. Well, I have an idea. Uh-huh, right. The old Hickory log. Actually, it's a love thing. Who told you my name? Oh, the Hickories are famous. 
You signed. You signed away your lead. Uh, your deed. Don't you remember? Hey, I, when I was in grade school, we hickory dickory dock. The mouse <laughs> my dock. Oh yeah, I used to go to the hickory barn out at Willowbrook Mall and <laughs> get samples. You know that it would probably be rural at this time. I want you to know this whole film was shot in California, but it rural. Yeah. This is today's. Um, it's it's Glendale, Burbank, and oh, near Pasadena. You know that's not rural today. No, it's not rural at all. And yeah, it is funny because you watch a lot of silence, and they're like people walking around the forest, and you're like, yeah. "Wow, that's where we're, where the story takes place." Okay, but it's usually because it's outside the field. You that's had mentioned, what they had, yeah. You mentioned Wings, and uh, that she's in it. Wings also came out in 1927. It is considered. Uh-huh. It's known because it's the first Oscar winner for Best Picture. Ah, I see. It's about World War One, I think. Okay, I have to tell you something. You see how we're elevating with his climbing? Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. This, they put the camera on a literal elevator that they made. It's pretty cool. Now, look, it's really cute. He gets up higher because she's going down a hill. And she's like, what's your name? goes mary so look now she disappears below the hill and he thinks of another question so he goes up higher yeah and there goes the elevator second floor tree where branches. do you live yeah second floor location of the trees where, where do you, do you live? live and a man down by the river <laughs> oh in a court uh, horse and carriage down by the yeah. river there she goes, disappearing down the hill. But he thinks of another question. Hey! Uh-oh, elevator. This is really funny. Yeah. And Harold Lloyd, look what he's doing. He's climbing a tree like it's so nonchalant. A real tree. Now, this guy was just like Buster Keaton in that he would do all his own stunts and everything. It was very pantomime uh, Watch this. Watch this. So it's like he won't Whoa. really be falling all that elevation. But it doesn't make it safe. As a matter of fact, he will go on to lose his thumb. He lost his thumb after this film? Yes. There was a bomb, literal bomb, that he thought was a prop. He's like, ooh, he lost his fucking thumb. So in future movies, they put a glove on him, and it was really realistic. You didn't understand that he lost his thumb. You never saw it on screen. So fucking cool. He, uh, yeah, he's great. I love Buster Keaton. I mean, uh, Harold Lloyd. Yeah, you're doing it again, but in reverse. You know, so one of the things, my, my father was able to get a box set of Harold Lloyd's uh, collection. So it was uh-huh. silent movies and his talkies. And his talkies are not bad. They aren't bad. There's some decent comedies in there. And one of the things that Harold Lloyd did, and they included in the box set, he, he, he had his shit together compared to the other silent movie stars. Like, he owned oh, the rights yeah. to his film. That's why there's an estate... And that's he had his own uh, estate in, in Los Angeles, and he called it Green Acres. It's no longer cool. owned by the family. But one of the, his things he liked to do was 3D photography. And the box set included his original photography. You would wear the 3D glasses, the red and green ones, and oh. you could see them in 3D. Now watch his creative way, just like the laundry. This is how he does dishes. Oh, God, what a great way to do dishes. He spins. Yeah, he puts the thing so it will naturally unspin. Once again, though, he doesn't, you know, like, 
He got this from my TikTok video, instructional video. <laughs> Life hack. Life hack. Now watch how he'll put them away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's just going to put the shelf there and then. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Watch. He just lifts it. Now he will dry his dishes. Oh, with the heat. Now, I think that's a wood shelf, right? Uh huh. Right. Under a flame. You get that charbroiled plate. <laughs> this tastes great. Did you? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it smoked ham? No, that's the plate, sir. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. What a genius! Now, what they're doing is they're signing the rule. Uh, the like. Dear uh, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're signing a letter that, like, we want to do the dam. I've got all the money. Dear straight treasurer. And basically all the hickories will sign it. Except for guess who? Uh bus uh Harold? Yeah. No, Dad. But then they'll say, Isn't that cute? He wants to sign. Well, hey, you're a hickory. And he will sign. And he'll do it with the biggest John Hancock of them. Hickory, dickory, and duck is how he signs it. <laughs> so He's saying, what do you think of the letters, boys? And the other two give their opinion. And then, like, Harold Lloyd just plays along. Yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. I concur. He's trying so hard to be a hickory boy. You see how he keeps on not being able to sign it? Now, it's a Love little it. endearing how they're like, isn't that cute? He goes, Dad, shouldn't I sign? He goes, oh, okay. Sure thing, son. <laughs> yeah, he is a hickory. Put your John Hickory right here. Jesus Christ, Harold Hickory. Yeah. Now all of their names, you know, he's Harold Lloyd, and the other guy is Jim Hickory. His real name is um. Oh, that no, it's not true. No, it's not true. Leo Wills is Leo Hickory. Olin Francis is Olin Hickory. Well, I was going to say how neat it was that their first name of all the actors was their first name in the film, but it's really not true. It wasn't so, good for them because they meet a Blair Witch later on. Yeah. What? So here, it's like, you guys come into the medicine show? It says, medicine show? Who gave permission for a fucking medicine show? And then they're going to real. did you? No, sir. Did you? No, sir. Well, that's there it. The hickories. Yeah. So it's like, son... Gulp. Gulp. I better drink some of this snake oil. Glug, 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 glug. So he marches his son back in there and says, did you give permission for you? He goes, yes, I did, Dad. He goes, ah, oh, so you're a sheriff now, eh? Okay. He deputizes him and he says, then go shut down the show. Whoa. That'll, that'll be his charge to go down there and kick out the medicine show that he let in. Mary, Mary, you got to close up the medicine show. Why can what you're doing run DMC again? Right? Yeah, do you want to play that? Mary, Mary, <laughs> who's your daddy? Oh, look at that. Our Broadway. That's weak. Was there a Broadway in 1927? Of course. Broadway melodies in 1927. Run DMC. Mary, Mary. No, you're not. Well, you said. No, we got busted for playing It's Tricky. Yeah, so we can't be heard in Indonesia. 
But that's our fan base. We have a restriction in Germany. Oh, our German listeners. Why are you bugging? Okay. Okay, finally. And we have the lamest entertainment ever. A horrible, horrible Mary Dance. Now listen, man. Mary Dance is what I'll take. Back in Back in uh, Bakersfield and Burbank, that's mm-hmm. that's we lucky to get a very dance. Now here is He Man, and this is what the medicine's gonna do for you. Now look, he can't get through because he's a wimpy, wimpy little hickory. Yeah, easy, fellas. So look, he gets Sheriff. an idea, like some dog. Cro- you see that guy pushed right through. Oh, so he's he's in the butt. Right. I figure you just climb over everybody like they're trees. Now look. He walked in. Now he's walking out, and that walks Harold out. Huh? Damn it. It's as funny as Buster Keaton. Now, look. This dog gives him an idea. Oh, hey. just all the dogs. There he go. Oh, no animal Harold Lloyd always claimed this to be his favorite. Amongst all his films, in later years, he proudly screened the film in select theaters and film schools. Oh, that's cool. It's not a bad movie so far, right? It's it's and it was a huge hit. This made him the biggest box office draw in nineteen twenty seven. Wow, and we are talking Metropolis and Jazz Singer and, and Wings during that year. Yeah, he was the top box office attraction. I really want to try some snake oil. I would totally be in front row. Like, come on. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. I have to shut you down. Excuse me. You, son, you can have this. <laughs> uh, hey, excuse me, performer commanding the stage. Right. Uh, yeah. If it's okay with you, I'd like to shut down the show. My dad told me. Sure, certainly, son, right but have you me. tried? Since I got your ear, everyone's ear, have you tried? Oh, he's telling him to go away. Yeah. Never mind that, folks. Pick a card, any card. Excuse me, excuse me, I must insist. He goes, all right, all right, come on up here. Come on up here, sir. Pick, Pick a card. Pick that card. So he basically, okay, he's going to do a trick that proves that the sheriff is out of sight. I kind of don't know what that means. Like, certainly we didn't say out of sight until, like, late 60s. You think, I, like, out of sight, man? Now watch this. Trap door. Jesus Christ. And look who is so loves it. Watch him clap. It's Hank. What's Hank do? <laughs> Oops. I don't like that guy. Yeah, we're not yeah. supposed to. It's really kind of tragic that he killed himself. I was trying so hard to find the story. Was he sick? Was he a drunk? Did he get maimed? Like, why would he do that? Did he suffer right. from depression his whole life? I couldn't find the answer because he's a footnote. You see, Mike, that's one of the sucky things about doing the research for this film. These guys, you see all these films they were in, and you don't know any of them, you know? He worked with blah, blah, blah. He worked with blah, blah, blah. Well, who the hell is blah, blah, blah? We're out of context. You know, at this point, Carl, I mean, we're old guys, and we, we might have younger listeners, but this film is pretty old for all of us. Yes. You know, so we don't know the culture, really. <laughs> Star on his butt. Oh, like the sneeches. He's looking for, yeah, like the star, the star-butted sneeches. I remember. Yeah. He's looking for his. uh, Is uh, I have my authority. You're no longer a sheriff. Give me your badge and gun, okay? (laughs) 
Um, the, um, the only other thing about Hank Cooper, his name is Ralph Yearsley, and he's English. He was British born, but he, he worked in a lot of Hollywood films. He died, uh, let's see, he's born 1896, so he did not have a long life. And there's some story there that I just can't tell you. All right. Now, I looked up Leo Wilsis, Owen Francis, Konstantin Romanoff, Hussein Dosky there, Frank Landing. I don't know. The, they're not – like, for instance, Frank Landing, an American actor of the silent era, era appeared in 84 films between 1910 and 1934. This is kind of information I was able to pull out because there's nothing relatable to our audience. Look how they're fucking with this guy, man. Ah, uh, man. And there's no, oh, like, stunt oh. doubles. You know that Charles S. Wow, yeah, this man. is crazy. That medicine Ooh. show was fire. Come on. Even Jackie Chan doesn't dangle from a trapeze <laughs> uh, thing over a, a now, fire. Now, who saves him? Mary saves him. Yay. So, now, I, I bring you down here to shut down the medicine show. And they've got you stringed up as if it's a lynching, and the town burns down. What? You're you're a hickory? Come on, kid. That's my sheriff. I'll give Coach. you twenty four hours to get out of town. Who's that? The medicine? Oh, the That's Flash. Are... Yeah, the yeah. leader of the medicine. He goes. Flash I'll was... get the key to unlock you, Mister Hickory. He really likes him. Now, is that Flash, uh, Spider Man's friend, who is such a jerk? No, that isn't Flash. Flash was uh, a high school kid in the <laughs> right in sixty six, sixty seven. Sure. I doubt. Although there is a Flash in the most recent Spider Man movies, there's a Even guy playing less Flash. Reason why this is Flash? Look, he's in the box to hide, and who should see it but yeah, Hoop? Yeah, and Hoop is gonna say, "Ha ha ha! I'm gonna fuck him over again," and he locks him in there. Oh no. Yeah, now, now Hoop is happy with the world. Oh, where's Mr. Hickory? Oh, no, where's Mr. I have the key, Mr. Hickory. He's in a, a hickory. Wait a minute. He's in a wicker basket outside of fire. Yes. Now, Mary's livelihood has fucking burnt down. So she's got, you know, that was her father's legacy. Now, you can't really say that. You can't really say that that Harold Lloyd. Look at her butt jiggle, man. This is the um, best. Don't say it. Don't say it. butt jiggle. Butt jiggle. Don't it say it. Butt jiggle. It isn't. Don't jiggle. say it. You don't want to spend an hour and a half in the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Getting rid of jiggle boobs reference. Okay, unlocked her savior. Now it really isn't um, Harold Hickory's fault that this place burned down. It's Flash for being a dick. But right. still, he's gonna blame him. No, she's not. No, she's not. Throughout the whole film, she's like, you're the man for me. Now, look, he feels her tears crying. But the gag is, it's also raining. So he's going to be like, wow, is she crying? God's crying. Now, she's oh. crying because she has nowhere to live. She has no income. She has no anything. I mean, her medicine show has burnt down. Oh, yeah, there's the tears. Yeah, but it's really raindrops. I've never uh, seen that gag before. <laughs> yeah, he's a, the gagman. Okay, his na her name really is Jabina. Jabina, Jabina. Ralston. Yes. And she was Jojo. In, what? 
Jojo, Jojo. is that her nickname? Sure. Uh, she would go on to play a supporting part in Wings. Big deal. But apparently it is. It uh, is. She was perhaps best remembered for her on-screen chemistry with Harold Lo- with Lloyd, with whom she worked on seven films. Um, I don't know. She died in 67. Wow, that's good. That's a, a long time to live. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was I born think. in 1899, which means she was born in the 1800s. It's funny. My son was born in December 28th, 1999. And when he's going to be a grandpa, they're going to say, Dad is so old. He was born in 1999. Like it's I know, right. Like that's so... think of as 1800s, you know. That's still part of the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Now, she has nowhere to live or nowhere to sleep, so he brings her home to their house. Yeah, what was it like growing up in 19... 19- oh, it was rough. All we had to watch was Wildcats with Horatio Sands uh, <laughs> growing up in the 2000s. He was streaming movies. There was uh, no such thing as 3D holographic theater cinema in your home. Right, in your home. Okay, so the two brothers are in their pajamas, and I don't know. That means that they don't want to be seen in their pajamas. I don't get the, I don't get it. Like they're being modest. But the thing is, they're completely clothed. You know, right, their pajamas well, are head to toe. You don't see a dick. I just don't get it. Do they have a little flap on their ass? Yeah, for pooping. Yes, they yeah. do. It's so great. You don't have to take your one piece off. Right. It's not just for pooping. Let's say you wanted like expose your butt. Easy peasy. Now look, you see how they're sneaking upstairs, but she turned around. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're bashful. Come here, you. Come here, you. Hey, <laughs> hello. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I don't – okay, that is going to be the premise for about, you know, six to eight minutes now. They're modest and shy. They don't want to be seen naked, even though they're not naked. So you have the setup for our gag. Pretty impressive. So it's nice of him to give her a place. Yes, it is. And now, as you know, back in those days, yes, you only – can choose from the human beings in your immediate environment. You know, if you're you're marrying the neighbor's daughter because, you know, that's right. So in that same way, these goofy dudes are like, there's a girl, there's a girl, it's a girl, there's a girl. So they'll have all kinds of goofy, you know, nervousness around a girl trying to get her attentions and so he's going to go off and make some coffee okay and he's going to try to entertain her with do you remember there was that the gif viewfinder ga what was it called oh the viewfinder you just yeah. said it so it's the but but what was they were called like gaf gef was it like fisher price yeah gef Maybe not Fisher-Price, but anyway, it's the 1880s version of that. You have two pictures. They're a little cockeyed, so they kind of feel 3D, and you look through a viewer. We'll get oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I know, they're not, well, viewfinders are 3D. 
I mean, yes, that's they are. Yes, they are. And that's what we're going to get here. Do you remember Paris on the viewfinder? No, but I certainly remember Disney World. We had one of Disney World. We had one of Dinosaurs. Disney. We had one of Grand Canyon. We had a lot of Disney movies, like uh, The Seven Dwarves and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like really old Disney movies. D-I-S-G-A-S. I don't know what it says. Oh, got spooned. They're so modest. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that must feel really good on your balls. Now they're like outside. That. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, it's the wind. Oh, I'm falling for that because it's the movie. Look at oh, it's for great. <laughs> what they go for? Just get your your balls indoors, man. See, that's the thing about him. He really is a hickory. He's fucking with them. You know, he's clever. Uh, he really should be considered as cool as the right. sheriff and his two other two sons. God, they must be drenched. <laughs> yeah. What was that? The fucking wind again, Mary. I told you. Why you bugging? Why you bugging? That could be. There's something about Mary. There is something about Mary. Here's the viewfinder. Oh yeah. Oh, these are cool. So that's what he was into, man. It was really cool to to do the photos. This is as best you can do for entertainment back then. You did a lot of book reading, a lot of talking, card playing. Right. Uh, etchings. You want to come up to my room and see my etchings? Viewfinder toy. Now, the internet cares that they made a mistake and put the images backwards. I don't know why we care. I know. I've been complaining. He just, he just saw this brothers for the first time. Oh, my God. Look how wet that hand is. Yeah, it's called GIS Viewmaster Retro Toy Game Animated. Now, we would go on today to have the computer, you know, the GIF. That's just a coincidence. Well, don't forget the magic eye. There was a bridge. Remember looking at that that image, and then that image pops out, a boat? Oh, in purple. stare at it and unfocus your eyes, and Uh it will pop. Yeah. Yeah. I can never do that. It was hard. I would eventually do – once you could do it on one picture, anytime you looked at that picture, you could do it. But yeah. like the first time you saw the picture, you had to really unfocus. I where's it? Fuck it. Well, like in in Purple Onion, the first ten minutes they use a magic eye, and I would have been like, yeah, fuck it, I'm done. Movie's over. <laughs> you could, I'm not going. Okay, so the neighbors come over and say, look, it is um, the Hickories come over, and that was uh, the Hoopers come over and say right. it's improper for some girl to be staying at your house. You need a house where there are other women, or otherwise it's improper. And so Hoop kind of trumps them, you know, Harold Lloyd there. So we missed it. But when he was closing the door, um, Hank was like, <laughs> fuck you, nice. buddy. Slam. <laughs> nice. No, yeah, Hoop trumps him so many times. As much as Harold Lloyd trumps Hoop, Hoop trumps Hank Hickory. Here. A little tit to tat. So now the brothers don't know the girl's gone. So Harold will take advantage of the situation and pretend, you know, he will sleep where the girl's the girl is. He's not sleeping on a bale of hay. He says, I'm gonna go sleep in the barn. Yeah, Flash and the not great sand 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 
and not the Sandoni. They have nowhere to sleep either, so they slept in the in some barn. And he goes, Look, the sheriff's got all this money for some dam or something. We we got no living or income anymore. Let's go fucking steal that money. That's not a bad idea. Let's I have an idea. Let's when they build the dam, we could sleep in it. Or we could just take the money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so where's Harold? Oh, he slept in the barn, and there's a lady sleeping in the parlor. She was invited. Oh, you know, he, he te they tell him the story. There she is. Now, don't wake her up. They're being considerate, so they're tiptoeing out. <laughs> they look so goofy. Look pretty good. The old oh, Zeltin. Now, of course, the dad doesn't care about the girl. Uh, I don't know what happened to the mom or anything, but, you know, he's, he's a grown man, and uh, he's been with women. But the other two have not. So they're going away, but they both will sneak back. Oh, to check out the lady? Yeah, and, like, give her breakfast to say, see, I'm a nice guy. But it's going to be Harold. Yes. Oh, look how he holds. I like that hat. He's like um, uh, Backstreet Boy, uh, Bowery Boys. Kids. Bowery yeah, Boys. Dead End Kids. Uh, he's fat. He has his... Come on, spit. I don't know what you're talking about, Bloodbane. Yes. DB, get over here. It All right, Syphilis. Satch and Mo, is that there? It was Satch and somebody. Yeah, I yeah. It's Gorsi and the other guy. Yeah, right. And uh, look, he's hiding that he was breakfast. giving him her breakfast. I don't know why you should want to hide it. Oh, because they all probably have affection for her. Yeah. And all they have affection for is there's a human who's of a different gender. That was back then. You didn't find a girl and find the right girl for you. You just right. found a girl. Now, look, he's got to uh, pretend he's a girl, so he's putting on jewelry. Pretty clever. I learned this from John Candy. And Look at him clean up his finger. Oh, thank you. Do a little pinky up. <laughs> that's, that's what girls do. Now he gets the benefit of having a breakfast with oatmeal and flapjacks. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, that coffee must be terrifying. Back in the day? Yeah, they didn't have K-Cups. No, there was no k <laughs> Thank you. Well, the thing is, like, yesterday at Scotty's, uh which would make sense on air because it is Sunday and we're airing live, right? Of course, wink, yes. Wink, wink, wink. So wink. The, they, they, the show was going to start at 9 o'clock, and at 7 o'clock they put the coffee on that heater. And I was thinking to myself, that's going to be so burnt by 9 o'clock. What are you guys doing? But I didn't say anything. I like, I like bars that have coffee. You know, I, I don't drink, and I always get soft drinks, but, you know, that's kind of – Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because and you it's know, you know, sugary or whatever. You know, so one time I was at this was years ago Thank at the. You. I was at the improv. This was yeah. even before I moved to Los Angeles, and I wanted to wake up, but I didn't want to. So I go to the bartender. I'm like, "Do you have any Red coffee. Bull?" Oh, and Red he, Bull. And he's like, "No, I have coffee. Do you want coffee?" And I go, "Yeah, I do want coffee." Great but idea. He was, he was one of those bartenders where, like, if once you order it, he knows you and he he knows what you're gonna drink. So. 
uh-huh. it was cool. Yeah. Oh, I like. I even like the shitty coffee that he have for people, the drunks who need to drive home. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> so they're both coming. You know, they're both trying to hide that they're going for the girl. You know? Oh, they're uh... blah blah. blah. <laughs> It's the only time he gets brotherly love. Look, they're both, yeah, that's right. When they think he's a brotherly girl. Oh, and then here comes the chick. Why are you bugging? They're like, hey! hey. Mary, Mary? There's two Marys. Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? <laughs> Wait a minute. Harold! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps out the window. Touch. Now they're running. Now this is a pretty good gag. Like, where is he? Where is he? Where do you? Camera's at an angle, right? <laughs> smart. You see how smart right. he is. He's as good a hickory as any. Look how hungry that goddamn horse is. Look. Uh, at you that. can see the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's got plenty of hay to eat, so I don't get it. Tripping do you, up. Do you ever like have a bad? steak or hamburger and you say oh i could see the marks where the jockey hit the uh... <laughs> yeah 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 wow, right if, did, i worked at burger king in high school and you know those char marks yeah they're right on the frozen patty already yeah i know they're, they're painted awful. on it doesn't about matter we eat it food. you know if you watch uh for uh murlocs or like what was it the fast now, did food you see was... the bug did you see the bug yeah it went right in them yeah, why you bugging? So Super Size Me 2, Hot Chicken, the the documentary sequel, he creates a chicken it. restaurant. Did you see the sequel where he creates a, yes. a chicken patty that's breaded and has grill marks on it? Look at this. Look, you see the hat? Yeah. We think it's the dad. Again, these guys are idiots. They only live with their, their brother for like their entire lives. Right. They're like, okay, dad. So Okay, Mary. Super, there, there'll be another gag. That's why I keep in. Wait, Bear's dad. Hey, oh. let's come back to the um, super size me story. Harold's caught. He goes yeah. to look. It wasn't Hitch. Look at he just hops over shit like this. Yeah, I know. He's a hickory as much as them. I, oh, I mean, right in, the in real life, yeah. He's now watch, watch this. He goes. Here, Dad. Here's your jacket. Uh-huh. Here's your beat hat. Him up. Right. They're gonna beat him up. They're gonna beat up their dad. And who do you think will win a fight between father and sons? Yeah, you're asking me. Know his own brother. You motherfuckers. There is no question. Like, why did you beat me up? Right. Pow! Whack! Batman. Okay, now. The two sons are beat, and Harold will take credit for that when Mary shows up, as if he's a tough guy. But Mary doesn't really hate the brothers. They haven't really... No, he's just, he's just trying to impress. Just trying to impress. There comes Mary, right? And he goes, oh, uh-uh. All right. Listen, you fucks. You're going <laughs> to get that again if you ever try to... Won't let you off so easy. Super impressive. Okay, tell me about Super Size Me too. They all on so the chicken patty. Morgan Spurlock decides to create his own chicken fast food chicken restaurant because that's yeah. the new thing. So he talks to a bunch of food nerds, you know, the, the specialists, and they talk about how you can airbrush the grill marks on it, 
or you can deep fry it. And I think what he does is both. He deep fries it and then <laughs> paints the grill marks on it. And then when people come to his restaurant, he points it out. Yup, he puts it on the signs. It was a great film. So she says she's earning her board at the Hooper's house by helping with the yard. The lady work. With the lady work. And this is the, uh, you know, his enemy, but he doesn't really care. If she's the, the the daughter of medicine show guy, I would be like, can you make some hooch for me? Well, I'll he wait. died. He died. But I mean, like, he knows how to make this stuff, right? Like, those guys would I be like... I don't know. It's not clear. There's never any real backstory. It's sort of like the, the dad was doing it all, and she was part of it, doing dancing. Now that he's gone, Flash was like, listen... This is our income. Let's keep it going. And she reluctantly agreed. Reluctantly. Okay, so now the brothers are going to try. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, it's so ugly, man. <laughs> they, they definitely look lived in, for sure. Oh, go to the back door. Yeah, goes, yeah, that'll teach you. See, really, he was running around to get to the back, but he's pretending that he chased him. Can I, I'm gonna listen to the chase music. If you leave it on for a second, you'll see that the score is thought up, thought, well thought out, and goes along with the movie. It has a more dramatic thing than the piano tinkering away. There's Hooper Dad saying, "Come on, let's fucking go." All right, bye, Mary. They're oh. so, I don't know if the word is jealous, but they just can't believe that she likes that little wimp. But as you and I know, he's not a. Oh, he's I mean, a pretty savvy guy. Strong, but yeah, he definitely deserves to be. Now they're going to, as soon as she's gone. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, they're right behind. Trying to save his own butt. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, anyway. Hi, darling. I guess back then you could do that. Like, you can hold a conversation while someone's on a carriage. <laughs> Bye again. She doesn't look annoyed by that. She doesn't even look perplexed that he's doing it. What's exciting about this shot is that a lot of times I see old movies, they're just backdrops. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they have yeah. a screen, and they have, but this is like actually shot, shot with the camera moving, and you can see the brothers behind look them. Look what drops. Right. It's not. Now, there was a painting when we saw the goat, and it changed. I don't know why, but. Okay, so she's lost her stuff, and he's got it, okay? And they've lost him. Thatch. Uh-oh. Thatch. If only there was, like, carriage wheel track marks or something. Now, look, he's pretending he's with the girl so that they won't beat his ass. Right, and that's what I see as an audience member. Yeah, I see that. Look at that. <laughs> He's so clever. Some gag man wrote that and he took credit. Now, there yeah. was a director shuffle on this film and it was really, really bad. This director was pretty much, this whole movie was pretty much directed by the director that gave us the famous All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh. Really good guy. From, from last year, the German film? God, no, that guy's so cracking out movies. Yeah. <laughs> Not so the original. Films of All Quiet on the Western Front, and the 2022 was our latest. Um, this guy's name was Lewis Milestone, and he was a big deal. He was he 
he was sort of nobody. He joined the Army Signal Corps in 1917, and he was he made educational short films for U.S. troops. Well, he took that skill and went to Hollywood. He was under the wing of this director, William Setzer, and that's it. He had a career. He started off as a, a, um, a cutter, then he became an editor, then an assistant director and screenwriter, and then a director. Oh. He did for Howard Hughes. Now, Hooper Hoop's gonna be embarrassed because it's like you're going to the you're going to the damn thing with me, and he goes, "Well, no, I'm I'm going with your arch enemy." He goes, "Well, if you're not going with me, you're not going with anybody." Damn it! Look at this. Boom! Harold right in the ear. Right in the fucking ear. Yep. That would lead later to him being so humiliated, committed suicide. No, he'll go after him. Look, uh, oh, come on. Watching. That's come on. I already no. got pulled. Fool me once. Shame so how on flowing you, it was. You yeah. know what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah, fool me twice. Uh, what? <laughs> it's that the, was, it's the second director. Now look, they're walking off. Hey! And shit. A lot of cursing out of me today. Well, there's a lot of cursing in the original. You just don't hear it. Now they're not holding hands or anything, even though they Here's clearly it. like each other. Hey, fuck you, fucking neighbors! <laughs> you don't hear well, us. Now, why is everybody walking away? Because the money for the dam got stolen. Oh, so there's no dam tonight. Damn. Damn. Where did we get? What was the line in uh, Vegas Vacation? What or no? Damn. Yeah. Where's the damn bathroom? I'll answer Look, anything. I take my damn photos. <laughs> this is this damn electricity is pouring through seventeen thousand damn volts. <laughs> Ask me any damn question you want. Where's the damn bathroom? <laughs> now, Daddy Hooper, of course, is like someone broke into your house. Stole the money from the box and you don't know shit about it. He's like yeah. basically saying, I think you stole it. But don't they realize like there was two other strangers besides Mary? No. Because well, I mean, they're strangers in town and the medicine or, show burned yeah. down, but they're not putting two and two together. The so, medicine show burned down. Now, but what you're talking about, Mike, they're about to think. You see, he sees the medicine show. They're the only strangers. Yeah. So he's like, I think I know who did it, and I'm going to go get him. But then Hooper's like, wait a minute. You're not going anywhere. So he can't leave. He's the sheriff, isn't he? Yes. But he's he being accused of a crime here, and there is no, like, Due process of law necessarily, like you can't hold me without charging me and arraigning me. It's just being accused verbally. Oh, you pissed me off. So he says, all right, kids, goes to his two sons. Give him the guns. Give him all the guns. He goes, you go get those fellas from the medicine show and bring them back here. So his strong... Strapping deputized sons are assigned to the task, but they won't accomplish it. Guess who will? The kid brother? 
Son, you might get hurt. This is a man's job. Fucking shit, Dad. Oh, come on. I didn't put on my bow tie this morning for not nothing. Or, no, you're right to say not. It's for 18- not? 1800s. I didn't put this bow tie on for not. <laughs> as one says. <laughs> yeah, as one says in 1830. Now, they're off to find him, and shucks, that's depressing. And here's Mary. Why aren't you going with your brothers? He doesn't want to say, because I'm not respected. Now, they don't give us a placard for how he explains this, so I guess you can see from his behavior. Oh, there oh, we go. Did you excuse me. Excuse me. There's not that many placards in this movie. They, the story moves along quickly. Yeah. Why do uh, we call them placards? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. And you've because, been letting me. No, that's right. Placard. It's, oh, all right. I don't know. Placard? Captain Picard? Now, you just flew on a plane a bunch of times recently. Do you remember them saying, pay attention to lighted signs and placards? You're saying it right. Okay. What, what Lighted signs, yes. Don't smoke, which I immediately put out my cigarette when that lights up. I think they're lit signs and placards, but I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Now, look at him talking her up. Uh, look at her talking him up. You really believe in me? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey. That was right on the lips. And this is 1827. Pays office is going to kick your ass. Yeah, right. There wasn't really a... Is this this pre-code Hollywood? Yes. So, Hoop is like, you're letting him get away. He's he's letting her get away. She's part of the medicine show. Okay, now, he's going to get kicked onto the rowboat and he's going to shift positions, but I didn't even notice until the internet told me it was a continuity error. Bonk! I was going to say, how did they get him on the boat? Now look, do you see him shift positions? Watch. See? It's hardly hardly, right? He got hit in the head and he fell right into a boat. God bless that take. And he will drift right to the place where they've got the money. Come on. Come on. Well, you sure like the the Ramsey didn't didn't he like they find the? Anyway, I was gonna make a Moses joke, like uh, the, uh, the basket goes down the Nile. He just but, happens to go to the Pharaoh's house. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true too. God, you yeah. right. God does not know how to write monkey? stories. Yes, I remember this monkey. That is gonna let him know this. This I luck by good fortune. It's called the Black Ghost. This ship, but there won't be any ghost. You know, yeah. it's just sort of an abandoned ship, and we saw it in the beginning. I mentioned it. Right, he the goes, Black hey, Ghost look, ship. Look, and he throws it down there, and what should it be? It's that letter that they all signed. Wait a minute. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is, I didn't call it out when they did it. These are all the people who, uh, who contributed to the damn money. And he goes, wait a minute, the damn money. It's on the damn boat. Okay, now, he will lose his rowboat, which you will think means trouble later. But somehow it's not trouble later. Oh, he gets, well, he's going to... It's like he's stranded now or something. But that never pays off. Well, this is like a new act, right? We're going to just have uh, yes, shenanigans that's right. on the boat. 
Well, we're basically heading into Act 3 here. Okay. Uh, I would say we're in Act 3. I would say we're in Act 3. Now, because the money's been stolen and 